I get to Bach, Rabbi Yisrael, we're starting a brand new topic within the topic that we were in the middle of, and that was, we're holding in the middle of the Heiliger Bishel. Until now, we have been discussing the Da'oraisas of Bishel. We're now going to move on to the Durabonons, uh, maybe perhaps more even, maybe even more negated than the Da'oraisas, and not even, not even just the Durabonon. There are certain halachas, which maybe we'll talk a little bit about, that if you do them bidi ebed, there are certain shailas, are you allowed to have hanor from that which you did? Maiseh Shabbos, the sugya Maiseh Shabbos, the beginning of Shein Yitches, discussed it by Richas, if a person is allowed to have hanor from a malacha that was performed, there's generally enough kamino between a da'araisa and a da'abonon, obviously. A da'araisa being Muhammad, a being a little bit less, whatever that means. The question over here is, when we're dealing with the Durabonons of Bishel, however, we're actually sometimes even more machma than a regular Durabonon. The reason for that is, Chazal tell us, we're worried that because these are so nogea, these are things that everyone does. I don't believe there's a normal from Yid that doesn't, that, that eats food on Shabbos, that's not subject to one of the following shalits that we're going to be discussing today and in future uh, days as well with the Gabi, the Halachas, or the Drabonans of Bishal. And therefore, it's so negay, it's so important for a person to have hot food. Therefore, a person may come to do this. That's why Hazal, so to speak, made it even worse when a person did these Halachas bidi ever. That's why it's so important for a person to know these Halachas. If you remember, all the way back in the beginning, we discussed the Shaila of a group of guys that were on a beach for Shabbos Kodesh. And their Shaila was what the Shaila that we're going to deal with right now. And that was, they want to go and heat up the chicken soup. So they built themselves a little bonfire, a little uh, pile of wood, whatever it was. They lit it on fire. They put the pot on top of it. And the shaila's mutter osa and how to deal with it in that exact situation. So that was the shaila. It wasn't so negated to Bishel. It was more negated to what we're discussing today. And that is as follows. There is a few halachas that we have to get to. Three be'etzem. Sh- uh, number one, shihia, which is leaving items of food on a fire before Shabbos. Number two, Chazorah, returning something to the fire on Shabbos, even if it was placed before Shabbos, you take the children off the fire, off the hot plate, all of these things to put it back on, to return something. And of course, we have to discuss, discuss the Shaila Batmana, which is insulating, which is very important. So those are the three Durabonans that come from the Daraisa official. <coughs> now, we know there's Be'ezra Machlokes in Gemara and Shabbos, what is the din of doing a malacha before Shabbos and let it happen on Shabbos, right? So, for example, uh, a water sprinkler system, almost what the Gemara is talking about. Could you set it up before Shabbos that it's, the water is going to go on on Shabbos and therefore will water your plants, which we know watering the plants, obviously on Shabbos, Kodesh is Asa. But I did it all the actions before Shabbos. So, which we're not going to go into now, that we know that by many, many things we do this. We have a time switch, for example, that switches on the lights. We have a time switch that switches on the air conditioning. And we have many such things that we set up before Shabbos that will go on on Shabbos. And generally speaking, with some exceptions, there's no problem with that. As long as all the actions were done before Shabbos, there's no problem that it goes on on Shabbos. We're not worried that a person will think, oh my gosh, the air conditioning just went on. Who switched it on? Because it's a normal thing to have time switches. If it's a normal thing to have a time switch, we're not choshish. There are certain exceptions, of shemilsa, things that are very loud, that make a lot of noise, that tackle with choshish, that maybe someone will assume differently, but that we're not going to talk about this moment of time. What we're going to discuss is a very unique kalocha. 
And that is as follows. And the Mishabur brings this down at the beginning of Rosh and Gimel, Sif Aleph, to Gemara and Shabbos, Lamed Vav. Very, very important Rambam in Hilcha Shabbos. That says like this. What happens if you take a pot of food on Wednesday, on Tuesday, on Monday, today? Doesn't make enough Gemina. Sunday morning. And you put on this food, this pot of food, onto the uncovered fire, and it's completely not cooked. What is the din? If Shabbos comes in, whenever that may be, and the pot of food is still not cooked, so the halach is that it's asa. What does that mean? I did it on Sunday. I did it on Wednesday. I did it on Friday morning, early, early, early morning. That's not doing me. I put it on, and I left. The answer is, says the Gemara, and this is a very, very, very complicated Gemara. Anyone that learned this sugi in the Gemara, you're learning even in Shulchan Aruch, in the beginning of Rishon Gimel, ah, it's a Gavaldig sugya, oh, but it's a little bit hard. And that is like this, Chazal Shema Yechata. That means, if you're going to come to your pot on Shabbos and see Friday night, oy vay, it's not cooked. So what are you going to do? Shema Yechata. Maybe what? What's Shema Yechata? Hello? Anybody there today? Do what? Oh! Comes along Ben, Rabbi Ben, and he said, what do you mean? Shema Yechata, I'm going to stoke the coals. There's coals over there. How did they cook in the olden days? They had coals. And if the coals weren't hot, like you have in a barbecue, you give it a shake, or you fan it, you do something to cause it to reignite, to get more geschmack, to get, you know, starker, hot, or whatever. We're worried on Shabbos that you're going to do that. What's the problem if you do that? Mabaya. Hello? Anybody? Oh. Very good. Ah, to be Mabaya, Avora. You're making a fire in Shabbos Kodesh, Avadah is also. So therefore, it's interesting, we're dealing with Ixayra Midra Bonon, not really, also because of Bishal, but Shema Yechata being, you're going to stoke the coals, and through stoking the coals, you're going to go and do a problem of making fire, which is obviously one of the Lamatas Malachas, Pasuk Mufurish in the Torah, and therefore that's why it's a problem. So it means like this, a very unique halacha. This halacha already starts on Erev Shabbos. All the other halachas that we're going to discuss, maybe except for Atamana, is going to be generally on Shabbos. Here we have a shail of Hilcha Shabbos on Erev Shabbos. And I say Erev Shabbos, it could mean even three, four, five days before Shabbos Kodesh. A person has to be careful not to do that. Everyone knows the famous Maisa, the Halif Chavetz Chaim, you're going to lie me. Right? You know the Maisa, right? Everyone knows the Maisa. The Chavetz Chaim was traveling from place to place. As he used to do, used to sell his farm. It wasn't like it is nowadays where everything's all over the place. There was farm shops and everything. So he used to go from place to place to sell his farm. People didn't necessarily know who he was, right? Obviously, you see a big tzaddik, but they didn't know his farm to be what they are today. And uh, he used to go around selling them. And he went to a certain place, and they heard that he was he was the Hilcha Shabbos, and unbelievable. So they came over to him, and they said, Rabbi, you got to help us. you got to help us. There's a yid, unfortunately, in this town that has a metal melting a huge factory, a huge factory. It take, listen to this. It takes three days to get the fire going to the exact heat that he needs it to in order to melt the metal. It takes three days to lower the fire, to calm it down. You can't have it going the whole time, all day, 24-7. It doesn't work. You have to let it cool down a bit. And it takes three days to cool it down. And it takes one day to sort of in between. So if you work out the cheshven, there are only seven days in the, in the week. It takes three days to get the fire to the right time. One, one day to actually get it to where it needs to be to melt the, melt the metal. And three days to get it down again. What do you want the guy to do? He's not, he's not keeping Shabbos. Remember, maybe you can help him and give him some advice of what he can do to his factory to make sure that, the oil, that he keeps Shabbos. He said, what do you want from me? The guy knows how to make metal better than I do. Well, I'm going to give him advice how to run his business. 
what I can do is give him the Kedusha Shabbos, give him what it means, a Shabbos Kodesh, what it means to have a Shabbos, to spend time in the Rabbeinu Shalom, what it means to spend time in davening, in eating, Ba'oinik Shabbos, Kovid Shabbos, all these beautiful, wonderful things. Through that, maybe he'll chap how Gavaldic Shabbos Kodesh is, and we may he'll figure out a Mahalach how to work his business slightly differently, that he'll be able to keep Shabbos. Al Kaponim, we're dealing with the Shail over here on Erev Shabbos Kodesh, which means that on Erev Shabbos you have to make sure that the food is somewhat cooked, which we will get to soon, before discussing that. So what does it mean? So, Lamaisa, we have like this. It's a very interesting thing. We have over here, first of all, anyone that learned Mishtabura, first of all, those that you're learning Shinya Tess, you know this, this is the other time where the Mishtabura brings the Hagdama. In Reishan on Gimel, he opened up the Mishabura and he brings, I'm going to give you a Hagdom into the Sugya, and the reason for that is because it's quite complicated. And therefore he gives you a Machoikas and explains it too very simply. There's a Shittas Rabbonah and there's a Shittas Chananya, which we will discuss maybe a little bit in more detail. Just very, very quickly, just to skim over it to understand. There's a Machoikas in the Gemara between Shittas Rabbonah and the Shittas Chananya. Does the food have to be fully cooked when Shabbos comes in? Or is it enough that it's Michael Ben Durusai? We've explained previously in Hospital, if you remember, we said it's either, it's either half cooked or a third cooked. The Mishabur over here in the beginning of seven Rashi and Gimel says, it means a half cooked, which the Chazan Ish Paskins a half meaning in time. That means if it cooked a half time that it normally would, that's half cooked. According to the Chazan Ish, the Kapachayim has a different Mahalach, but a Kapachayim in the Chazan Ish says half cooked. Mishabur says, the Shah Sabchak, you could use a third. That means, the Maisel, the Fishitis Chachomim, it has to be fully cooked. The vishitas chananya, it has to be, um, the vishitas chananya, half cooked is fine. Okay? How do we paskin? So, lemaisa, it's interesting, the be'alocha, one of the, I think it's the third be'alocha in some generation of Gimel, where the be'alocha says that lemaisa, the oilam or makel like shitas chananya, which is what the Ramah says, v'nogul hokel kusfora achreina, is the loshana Ramah, which means that we're makel kushitas chananya, that as long as the food is a half cooked when Shabbos comes in, it's good. Oh, but the mice of the Mishabura, the Be'alocha says, it's toy, it's a rush. It's toy for a person to have his food fully cooked when Shabbos comes in. Okay? Now, that means like this. Whenever you have a food, and it could be on a, it could be on a fire, or it could be in an oven. People don't have that. An oven is an uncovered flame. People do do this. Right, I've had tried this many times on an Erev Shabbos. It's right before Shabbos. Can I put a chicken into the fu- into the oven so that it will cook? By the time Friday night comes, it will be cooked. But when Shabbos enters, it's not fully cooked. Well, what's the deal? It's an uncovered flame. So halacha is like this. It makes it very, very simple. It's okay if it's a half cooked. As long as it's a half cooked when Shabbos comes in, you're good. If it's under half cooked, b'shas atchak a third. But even under that, you can't leave it in an uncovered flame. It will actually become osser on Shabbos Kodesh. Because when Shabbos came in, this item was not even a third cooked. Right? Half cooked is even better. But the Mishabur says it's better toiv for a person to have his food fully cooked when Shabbos comes in. Same thing when you put a chicken soup on the fire. Again, you put on the fire, you put on the chicken soup before Shabbos, it takes a couple of hours. So I'm saying about the time I go to shul, I daven, I sing, if I bring a bristle, we'll dance a bit, we'll be kishmat, come home, kiddish. It takes time. By the time I get the chicken soup, it will be cooked. The answer is when Shabbos came in, where was this? Was this cooked? How was it cooked? How much was it cooked? So that's really the shayla. Okay? I hope I'm not being complicated. I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. But it is a complicated halakha. But it's a very, very, very important one. So now let's move on. And we'll get to some of the shayla which are very nagaya. If it's true that I cannot have a food on the fire that is uncovered, whether it be a flame, whether it be an oven, 
and it has to be fully cooked, or at least half a cooking Shabbos comes in, is there an Eitzah? What about putting a churund on a crockpot, for example, completely raw when Shabbos comes in? Very negative. People do this. You get to an apartment, you're going away for Shabbos, right? And people do these things, right? They go away for Shabbos sometimes, right? They go to their place. By the time they sort everything out, it's Mamash almost air of Shabbos. And then they want to put the churund on. You want to put the churund on? Say this. Mamash Shabbos is in 10 minutes. Say that. Before Shabbos, don't worry, I'm, I'm stepping back. So we put, it's going to be, I'm finished when Shabbos comes in. Say that, but the food is not cooked. If it's an uncovered flame, you cannot have it on on Arab Shabbos. Even though I did nothing on Shabbos Kodesh, and by the time Shabbos comes in, it will be cooked. It doesn't make a difference. Why? Because Arab Shabbos, it has to be at least lechatchila, fully cooked. Lo madrega under that, half a cook, shasat chat, a third cook. And again, a third and a half is generally, according to the Chazanish, worked out by time. David, are you with me? Kabaldik. Let's move on. So what's the Eitzah? What do I do? What do I do if I have a chicken in the oven, or a chulant on the crock pot, on Erev Shabbos, and it's not a half cook? I want to be like to lechal chila, I don't want to be Yitzah B'diyavet. So what do I do? Zuk, it's simple. Tashbeitz brings it, the Magen Avram, Mr. Brut, Allah, Chalabaisa, and that is something what we call a blech. A blech. Chazanish could be in Bnei they didn't hold of these things, we'll talk about that maybe when we get there. But I'll put him over here in Yushalayim and the rest of the world, there's something called a blech. What is a blech? But Edson the blech is not mentioned in the Gemara. What is mentioned in the Gemara is something called Goruf Vakotum. Again, Rabbi say I'm, I'm taking a sugya that is a hugely hard sugya in the Gemara in Shabbos and condensing it down for a few minutes. Goruf Vakotum means literally one or the other, which is either you took the coals and you raked them out, so there are no more coals in the oven. If there are no more coals in the oven, then what? Primarchashish anything. The whole chashash is what? Shema yechata. Then I'm going to go and stoke the coals. Mimele, don't put the food on the uncovered flame before Shabbos. But in a case where there are no coals, right? Zechariah, then there's no chashash, right? Hu hadin, If you take sand, and you sprinkle sand over the coals, everybody knows what happens when you sprinkle sand on the coals. Zevi, what happens? The coals go out, right? Or at least they diminish in their, there's nothing much you could do with them. They may, they may retain a bit of their heat for a bit. They're not going to go cold if you don't put that much on. But they're not, you, you can't really reignite them after that. Which means, Gorovakotu means either you rake them out or you cover them with sand. The chashash of stoking the coals is no longer there. Therefore, the Gemara tells us if you do one or the other, there's no problem. You're allowed to leave the food on however you want. Translate that to nowadays, what would that be? That would be called a blech. That means if a person takes a blech and he covers over the fire, he's basically done go for cotton. He's basically covered the fire, he's covered the mokama eish, giving him a reminder not to do anything. Mimela, we're not worried that a person's going to do shamiyachata, and therefore you would be allowed to put a food on any level of cooked process in that situation on a blech. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. By the way, they call me once from a hotel. What's halacha? You know, you have these small, you have these containers that you put tea lights in. You put tea lights in. You ever seen them? They serve it sometimes at restaurants. It's two little tea lights at the bottom. It keeps the the the, the food hot. Whatever. Are you allowed? Is, does that need a blech? Well, what if you have that on air of Shabbos in a hotel or maybe in your in the house? Does that require a blech? Interesting one, no. Why not? What are you going to be machata? Like what are you going to what are you going to stoke? You can't. You can turn it higher. It's a tea light. There's not much you could do with it. That's a different shayla. We'll talk about bismanenu, but I'm talking about without before we go into electricity. Simple. That's a real fire. That's what Chazal was talking about. What a fire? Two little tea lights under your under your under your um, under the thing over there. So I remember discussing it once with a Falkzatzal, and he said to me, "It really depends. If you've got enough there, or it's big enough of a flame to actually cook something, 
But if it's simply there and all it can do is keep it warm, then there's no problem whatsoever. Okay, so Rabbi Sai, the Shaila is nowadays. Let's go back, let's go to nowadays. You have a fire, nowadays you have a gas stove, whatever, you turn it higher, you turn it lower. Does it require a blech if you put a chicken soup on Shabbos Kodesh or a chulun on it on Erev Shabbos? Does it require a blech? So there are two svaris to say that it does not require a blech. Well, Moshe talks about this in Shuvas, Hamavadin, Yechavadas, and others as well, Tzitzeliezer. Does our gas require a blech or not? And the answer is, there are two reasons why it should not require a blech. Reason number one is very simple. What was the reason why there would be a chashash shemiyachate? Why would a person stoke the coals of his of his of his uh, fire under the food? Why would he do that? To help it cook more. Meaning, it's going down. It's going down. You need to be mechazikit, right? Do our gases go down, Azaria? When you have your gas at home, you put it on. Does it go down? Does it slowly go down and down and down? You have to keep like putting it on. You have to keep it. You have to do that in America. Yeah. Yida, what are you talking about? It doesn't go down, right? There's no chashash. The whole chashash is, if it goes down, it minimizes. We're worried that a person is going to be shemi yachata, oivai, I need to machazik it. Ours, it doesn't do that. Not negea. There's no shemi yachata, there's no shemi yachata, there's no problem. I don't have to have a black. That's reason number one. Reason number two, reason number two. What was the chashash? The chashash was shemi yachata. There was never a chashash with Moshe that I'm going to go and get more wood from outside and bring it into the fire and put it on the fire. That not. They were worried that the Mokimah itself, I'm going to stoke. But if I'm not going to ever stoke the Mokimah there's no Chashash. Nobody, as far as I know, would do anything with the Mokimah of the Eish that he has in his house. You don't touch it. You don't, get it, you don't poke it. What are you going to do with it? You have, a, you have a knob, you have a switch on the side that goes higher and lower. But that's no Shaykhas. That's not what Hazar we're talking about. That's almost like Zagreb Moshe going out to take wood and putting it in your fire. Chazal were never choshish for that. That wasn't the Gzera. There's no Shem We have two reasons to say that our stoves, our gas stoves, do not require a brech. I'll call upon him. That being the case, the Heidegger Post can say, it does require a brech, and a brech will help you even if it wasn't exactly in Chazal Gzeira, nowadays that would be the Shemi Yechata. So David has a Shaila, which we'll have to get to tomorrow. Do I have to cover the knobs then? If the Mokhem went where I turn it higher or lower, that switch, that's where it is, maybe I have to cover just that. Who said I didn't have to cut the, cover the fire? Because the fire anyway I don't do anything with. Okay? So there's a lot of different Shailas that Amit Hashem tomorrow we're going to get to, but that's the basic idea, that's the Hagdoma into the Sugya. Amit Hashem tomorrow, we shall go through it in more detail. Have a wonderful day.